Yankees and Padres pack their bags. Aaron and Tom jump on the struggle bus. Joe Burrow, is he back? And Taylor Pierce wins big at Stellar Fights Pro. That and more on this episode of Bring It In. You're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. What's going on? Welcome everybody into another episode of the Bring It In Show. We're here, as always, every Monday, 11 to 12, bringing you all your sports information. And man, it was a week. Uh, Maybe not so much a good week for Jamie, as he was telling me, but I mean, it it was a week in sports, and like I said, as we we're coming up, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, not the best showing this week. Uh, I mean, we hear things about Aaron Rodgers having to, uh, or not Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers going out and trying to find some new wide receivers to get at the trade deadline. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see if that happens. Um, Tom Brady scoring three points in Carolina. That doesn't sound like something that we would normally be talking about. Even though one of those passes to Mike Evans was a wide-open touchdown. But even with that being dropped, you would think that a Tom Brady-led team would be able to beat the Panthers after they just traded two of their best players away. They're working with P.J. Walker, who I've always kind of liked, but he's, they've always kept him at around the third-string quarterback. He's never really impressed anybody in the organization enough to do anything except keep him on the roster. And, uh, I mean, three points in in Carolina. Interim coach, two of their top players gone. I mean, is Tom Brady done? Buddy, let's evaluate that because um, he, he's not, it's not like Aaron Rodgers for him. He's actually got three solid receivers yeah. in Tampa. So I think you, if you have, if you swap these receivers on these teams and you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to what is it uh, Gage Evans, um, uh, their third one there is also real Godwin. good. Godwin, Godwin, there you go. Sorry, yeah. I I think you're. I don't know. I think you're talking about that. I think you're talking about Aaron Rodgers a little differently because we all know he's got nobody out in Green Bay to throw to, which has been his struggle, obviously. But yeah, I'm a little concerned about old Tommy boy. I think I, man, his, his name keeps going there? around. I think there's a, I think there's more on his mind in football. Obviously, I, I, is that that's what the situation is here? I mean, that's what we're hearing all throughout the news. I tried to ignore it because does it really matter? But I mean, is it is it that he's got a lot more on his? mind them football or is is it finally his 
his last season. I mean, is he finally he's 45 years old? Like and and we're sitting here wondering if it's his personal life that's taking him out of football and not I mean, because that one that one pass 75-yard throw to Mike Evans right off the fingertips. I mean, so is it is is that why we're going with personal issues over performance issues? There's going to be a lot more in play there. I mean, Thuglick, he, he's 32 for 49, 290, no interceptions. The guy still hardly throws any interceptions. I think last week was yeah. a bad week for him. But um, <laughs> what's going on? You know, Tampa and – we had Tampa and – Green Bay, you know, in the top 10 early in the year. Yeah. And I mean, why not? They they look like they were loaded up especially. I mean, we we put Green Bay there because of the rushing attack and the fact they have Aaron Rodgers and we we figured he was going to be able to mold some of those receivers a little better. Tampa Bay, they just there's been no kind of there's been no big turnaround there, and they've been performing year after year. Uh, so that's why we put them up there. But then when you look at the NFC South right now, I mean, <laughs> New Orleans and, and Carolina are like a game out of first place with a 2-5 and five record. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> as good as the Broncos and the Bucks' defense are, y'all's offenses suck. <laughs> I'm putting it out there on live radio. Y'all suck right now. Who? Broncos and the Bucks. Uh, as good as their defenses have been playing and keeping mm-hmm. them in games, just, it's it's a whole team thing. It's not a one person type of thing. It's the play calling. It's dropping passes. And you you name it, they're doing it. The Bucks ain't scaring nobody. The Broncos aren't scaring anybody, and the Packers aren't running the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just uh, – Minnesota looks like they just – they're going to have an easy time taking that division. And, I mean, Kansas City looks they look like they're, they're, they're looking good. And <clears throat> though the Chargers are only one game behind them, I mean, the Chargers just they, – they've almost – unimpressed me just a little more each week as I, I i don't see any growth in them the more i'm watching the chargers the more justin uh herbert reminds me of blaine gabbert oh boy <laughs> i mean i just don't i just don't i just don't see like i don't see what everybody else sees in them I mean, he's he's on the list of quarterbacks to get. Uh, he was on the list with Mahomes and another person. Uh, I'd have to pull it up. He's on some crazy stat line. Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> Eckler, I think, makes him looks more star power than he is because some of those touchdowns are just dump offs. So I'm actually with you on the fact that he's getting overhyped a little bit, but where's their defense and maybe, that everyone's talking about? And maybe I'm over-exaggerating when I say Blaine Gabbert. Maybe a better comparison would be Dan Marino, somebody who, go. who's going to crank up a lot of stats in his, yeah. in his career. He's going to look good. He's going to look like he can get you to that big game, but he's never going to get you there. Like yeah. he's gonna, he, they, yeah. So maybe he's more Marino of a Marino. Was on that list too. I can't remember what the list was, but Mahomes and Marino were on it. I mean, he's yeah. a stat guy. But yeah. He's, he's. It's like you said. He's not. He's not winning the game. It's just he. Every once in a while, I see, like a a good play, but I'm just. I'm almost accounting it to his wide receivers just getting open. Like he's got an arm. Yeah. And he gets it yeah. down there, but I'm not seeing anything that's 
I, I actually agree with you a little bit here because he's not throwing those window passes. He's not throwing those tight window passes that Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes and Josh Allen can fit it in there even when it's not yeah. there. I mean, that's what, I know, I know that, what you're saying. That's what gave all of us, like, that's why Rodgers still holds weight with so many of us because he can he can hit somebody's back shoulder and if the guy doesn't catch it the only place for it to go is going to be out of bounds like he hits the that tight window like where he's even putting it either my receiver's catching it or it's going out type of like tight windows like you're saying and I mean, who He's a, is he third? Is he third year, Glenn? Is this the se- second or third year? It's his third year. Yeah, Herbert so, I mean, third. He's, he's got he's got he's got to develop a little bit more. So I, I kind of like how you said stop overhyping him because he does need to develop a little bit more. He's got to develop more, and it's just. Hey, let's also don't forget now before you get too rough on this guy. Oh <laughs> uh, man, he's dealing with a rib injury, man. Yeah. And as a quarterback with a rib yeah. injury, you're gonna you're not gonna be quite as as tight as you usually are. You, no, for sure. A little uncomfortable. You can't move. Your mobility's down. Throwing a baseball or throwing a football. I just I said baseball because that's what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, throwing a ball mm. with a rib injury, it, that's not comfortable. No, yeah. you're right. So, so I, before you get rough on him, you know, he's been really good the last, this first two years, and he actually, you know, he's he's, he's statting it up. Yeah, not no, for sure, for sure. That's winning. why that's why I gave Glenn – that's why I led with their yeah. defense has been non-existent sometimes exactly. too. I'm not, I'm not throwing it all on him. I mean, the, the defense decides to get off the bus or not get off the bus sometimes. Well then, when you when you mentioned the rib injury and how he's playing through it, that that almost makes me want to go back to Blaine Gabbert because, like, when I see the the future in him, um, it it's not me questioning him, but it's me questioning the doctors in the Chargers organization. We're already going through a situation where one of their I'm hoping former doctors is being sued for puncturing a lung and Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah. And they have this, they have, um, what was it? A cartilage sprain in his chest, um, in his ribs, the cartilage in his ribs was sprained. And I mean, they, they weren't playing a crazy schedule. I almost feel like they could have sat him for a couple games, let that rib injury heal up a little better. But him staying out there, I just don't think that's helping him either. I mean, most likely no. I mean, like you get, said, it's hard. Get, sorry, go ahead. It, like you said, it's hard to to throw with any type of rib injury. And check down yeah. Charlie Austin Eckler. I mean, he doesn't need a, a bullet. You could have the backup in there doing dump offs and slot routes. And, you know, I, I actually agree with you. I would have actually sat him for a couple of weeks and let him get fully healthy. Yeah. Because you need him down the line. That's a tough division. Minus the Broncos. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs, Raiders can put it on you at any moment. And they're they're four and three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're on the cusp. They're on the cusp. That's why I was saying they're only one game behind the Chiefs, but they just haven't they haven't impressed me like they should be one game behind the Chiefs. And I feel like they they had a little bit of a light schedule, and that's why I feel like it would have been more beneficial to them and Herbert. Maybe they that, win that, yesterday, that close game. Who were they playing, Glenn? I, that was what I forgot. The Seahawks, another 4-3 and right. three team that man, we all impressive. counted out. And, man, did the Seahawks win that trade. I mean, they... They did. They absolutely did, Glenn. 
Yeah, I mean, the way it's looking, Geno Smith is, is, I mean, he's hitting his guys out there. And he's hitting them nice, right on the edge, getting them right in the corner of the end zone. Like, so. Shout out, shout out Geno Smith, too, because they've been banged up in and out of each week, too. And, and he's still producing, no matter who he's got out there. Yeah. I mean, they lost their RB1 for the rest of the season. But then they got Kenneth Walker stepping up. And then Geno, he's doing a really, really good job with more touchdowns and turnovers. Geno Smith. I mean, I I was bagging him before the season started, right? Uh, you know, bashing him. So I I got at least shot him out a little bit because I know I was a doubter. Yeah, I was I was doubting it too. I was saying that the Seahawks needed to go out there and get another quarterback. I I mean, the preseason he didn't look sharp or anything like that. But I mean, we knew the talent at wide receiver there and i mean he absolutely he's staying in there and and doing what he needs to do but man the packers losing to the commanders that's rough there with heineke with heineke qb not that he's a bad quarterback but that is technically the backup so we gotta throw it out there yeah it's questionable whether he should be the backup, honestly. Yeah, thank you. That's I was like, come on, somebody elaborate that for me because Carson <coughs> probably should be the backup. Yeah, how long is Carson Wentz out for? Do we know that? Uh, it's a few weeks. I think okay. a few more weeks at least. I think it was four weeks. But I think we did a good job last year talking about Heineke's uh, skill set and how – He's pretty nice back there when he gets rolling. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that game at all. He he yeah. hit Terry McLaurin with a dime yesterday. Had a big point in the game when they needed it. Okay. Man, yeah. Dude. Where do you where do you have, where do you have the Packers on your uh, power list? The no. Packers. On my yeah. on my power list, sub twenty. Oh yeah, let sub me twenty. Just like the Broncos are probably sub twenty five. Let me. I was writing something else today, so I gotta I gotta flip through some pages, and I get. Where we got um. Yeah, I got them right at twenty. I didn't. I didn't number them this time, so I got the Packers sitting right at twenty. So man, I yeah, mean the NF. All right. The the what's it called? The NFC East. That's what I'm trying to get at. They've they've just taken over. <laughs> Besides the commanders, they've taken over the top ten. Yeah. I mean it's and they're they're doing it with smash mouth football, good defense and light turnovers, scoring any possession that you can and letting your defense go out there and hold. Yeah. Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. I mean Yep. Yep. They're they're doing really well. They're going to have to beat each other up a little bit. So that, that'll that start bringing them down. We'll see. I mean, it already started because the Eagles played the Cowboys. Eagles won that game. Um, Eagles on the bye this week. So we'll see what what they end up doing. The Dolphins, their undefeated team, was celebrating all weekend. You guys saw that. And in, uh, man, man, Jamie, I know it was a rough week for you in sports, but 
going to the college mm-hmm. side of things. I thought Cuse had Clemson there for a while. They played them really well. I almost feel like they played them good enough to even move up from the 14th position. Do you think that's possible from a team, a college team, going from moving up after they've lost a a tough game like that? I mean, they didn't move up, but I almost felt like they deserved to move up or at least even stay the same spot. Yeah. I, it, let's see. Did they move? Yeah, they dropped down to yeah. 16. Yeah, they moved yeah. down two spots. But, I mean, that's fine. It was a good game. That Clemson played extremely well in the second half. And Syracuse didn't take advantage of some opportunities they were given. Which, nope. and then, then a couple of bad penalties, and we can always talk about a bad penalty, a bad call, a no call, this and that, that makes a yeah. difference. But truthfully, there were some moments in that game where they could have um, done something. Put the foot on, on the offense. gas. And, and, and Clemson was just enough on defense to, to throttle it down for them. <laughs> and in the second half, their defense was crazy good. Yeah. They, they were. Uh, unfortunately, though, I'm with you. Q's had it. They they got complacent though. They got yep. complacent. They kind of got away from everything in the second half. Early in the second half, that was that gave them the lead in the first half. It was a lot of a lot of letting Trader just take the football and run in with his with his option read. Um, they got away from that. Kind of looked like they were tr- maybe trying to catch him off guard. Clemson uh, came out with the passing game a little bit in the second half. And uh, Clemson was ready. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm gonna say I, I've never, I've never really paid attention to to Clemson um, at, at Dabo Sweeney. I, but I'm gonna tell you something with all this, with all the negativity Dabo gets, man, I, I'm starting to like that guy. To be honest with you, I mean, one of the he, best coaches in college. He, he, he yeah, I think he is. I, I'm, you know, I, I. Just I pay attention to other teams in football before I look at Clemson a lot, but yeah, more the more I see Dabo, the more I kind of like that guy. He he was the first person to beat Saban on any stage back when Alabama was still nobody wanted to go play him. Yeah, I mean yeah. he started he started. You could kind of give him credit for showing showing guys that hey, you don't have to go to Alabama and. And now the talent pools spread out so much, so much more even compared to the those days when Alabama was just this scary, scary guy. I almost feel like they've never lost in years, but you look back and Clemson's beat them like three times. I mean, they've been losing year after year after year lately, but only one or two losses. There's nothing nothing huge but i mean you're you're right jamie he is one of the best coaches in college football most coaches would have kept dj in there because he's their leader and Dabo said it's just one week we're gonna throw the backup in here get something new going they haven't studied him and it worked out yep and it was it that you know keeps played really really well they did Juice is back. No matter what, uh, that was still a win for me because y'all competed. And that there's another coach that you're gonna learn. People are gonna learn to love Dino Babers. Uh, Syracuse is far from the front light of of college football, but now that they're up in the top twenty, you're gonna see a little bit more of him. And and you're you're gonna like that coach right there. Yeah. SU, they're gonna attract some more players. The, and they're, the college they're, possible. College matchup that surprised me over the weekend was LSU destroying Ole Miss. Yeah, where'd that come from? I. That's the biggest shock all season to me so far. Biggest upset as far as just like didn't see it coming. I did say that LSU's quarterback was going to start cooking because I like him. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And oh, after that, Ole Miss is still one one slot above Syracuse. 
oh no 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 they got that wrong they got that way wrong <laughs> see that's what way i'm saying wrong. like i don't think syracuse should have dropped two spots no to... syracuse should have stayed right where they were or went to 15 and miss should have went to 16 and then whoever's at 14 can stay it's like jamie said syracuse has got a chance to keep jumping up they keep winning some more games yeah some other people will lose yeah but i don't know it's kind of hard to say right yet with the Ole Miss has played a pretty tough schedule. Cuse has been kind of a weak schedule. Yeah. I think that's where they. I think that's where they that's level, the level it into. They they do strength have the schedule. Strength of schedule and Ole Miss in the SEC. So you're right. That's probably where it came from. Yeah, but but, that, but yeah, Notre the Cuse plays Notre Dame next week. Uh, if they win, I'm sure they'll move up. And yeah. and after Ohio State beats Penn State next week. Mm-hmm. Does That's Penn State does Penn State drop down yeah. below sixteen because they're holding at uh, thirteen now? Yeah, that that's just a matchup type of thing. Make it look better on paper, but when Ohio State beats them by seventeen to twenty one, they'll they'll drop back to like twentieth or twenty second. Yeah, the line's already set at fifteen and a half, and so I'm I'm right in the ballpark. Yeah, and the the game of the the week here in Georgia at least is the Georgia Florida game, the old classic game. Now, it doesn't have as much of the same feel to everybody in the country as it normally would because everybody just expects Georgia to roll Florida, but I know it's a big rivalry and anything can happen in rivalries, but I mean, that line's set at 22 points. So that should be fairly easy to go yes. through. Any, anything 17 or more, I think Georgia fans would be happy. Yeah. Because we don't, we, we don't forget the times of Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. At least I don't. Yeah, when the... I, I sure don't. I'll what? take a 10-point win over Florida. Mm-hmm. When all those I, convicts yeah. used to... Yeah. Take on and play football the down there. Christian and the convicts. That's what that <laughs> documentary should have been called. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I said on live radio. And, and then we got Tennessee going up against number 19, Kentucky. And that should be a uh, that should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and then the, and then you know, Michigan, number four, Michigan. This is the game they hate this weekend. Michigan State? Yeah. Dude, they I, always struggle with them in the first half. I, they do. It don't and, matter uh, what team is there. Hey, and eventually, uh, isn't it been the, the, the storyline for every Michigan season? At some point, Jim Harbaugh screws something up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, think, so it, it's coming. I think he'll I think he'll roll because I don't think Michigan State is um as good as they have been the last five years. They drafted a lot of guys the last couple seasons. Yeah. I think Michigan wins by 14-17, but I think that first half's going to crack everybody up. Cuz everybody's going to be like, "What is going on?" Yeah, here? yes, yes. He's going to have a first quarter that's just like, "What in the heck is going on right now, Jim?" Exactly. Something's going to happen. It's going to be a close game one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Although it is what? It is a three-touchdown line on that game. Sure, they got them by 17-plus, 21. They got a really good running game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, everybody, stick with us while we take a quick break for some station news and station identification you're listening to wruulp savannah georgia 107.5 fm wruu.org we are savannah soundings community radio with global soul do you own a small business do you want to get your message out to a dedicated loyal and active audience then make WRUU part of your company's marketing strategy. Our listeners aren't just passively listening to us in the background. When your company underwrites with WRUU, you're getting their attention. And you're also supporting Savannah's only community radio station. 
It's an act of both self-interest and community spirit. Connect your brand with WRU's passion, spunk, and hyper-local focus by choosing an underwriting package that fits your company's budget. Email underwriting at wruu.org for more information. Thank you. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. Hey there. I'm Patrick Carver, host of I Hear Wonders on WRUU Friday mornings at 7 to 8 a.m. I invite you to join me for an hour mix of alternative, indie, and other music. I look forward to morning coffee with you. And we are back. Welcome to the Bring It In Show. You can give us a call at 912-712-5077. Hit us up in our chat. Let us know what's going on. Hey, join the show. We could even bring you in on video sometime. If you have some sports questions or comments that you need to get off your chest. I just want to remind everybody that the Savannah Falcons have scheduled their first preseason bowl game the savannah falcons versus the carolina spartans in the davis tax tax and insurance holiday bowl at memorial stadium december 10th 5 p.m go out there and support your savannah falcons tickets are ten dollars kids 10 and under are free to get in Also, the Clovers had their second trial run for their ID uh, tryouts. And the Ghost Pirates, they played their first game away versus the Swamp Pirates, and they won. I believe their goalie had like 43 saves in that game. Um, Ghost Pirates, way better than Swamp Pirates. <laughs> so we got the Ghost Pirates going. Tickets are on their website. You can find them for about $20 a ticket. Um, there are, I believe I saw on Ticketmaster, like $16 for some tickets. They may be uh, way up high, but it's a... Uh, Nice arena. I haven't been in it, but it's it's real nice. And the Clovers announced that their official home for the 2023 Nisa Soccer League season is Memorial Stadium. So beautiful Memorial Stadium. We've been out there plenty of times for Clovers and Falcons games. Fits. 5,000 people, it's sure to make a really exciting and fun time out there for the Clovers. If you're trying to join up and become one of the big soccer fanatics, check out First City 2015 on all social media platforms. Join up, let them know that you have the energy to sing, dance, chant. For an entire soccer game, we will have the founder and team president, Brian Sykes, on the show soon. And we got to work something out with the Ghost Pirates, get somebody from there on, too. So, that's uh, your going-ons in the local professional sports leagues right now. 
I mean, we know that the Bananas, they announced their their season, so you could go get tickets. If you're going on vacation somewhere, you might be able to see the Bananas there, too, on their world tour. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. ESPN Plus, Hulu, same thing, but they're there. Got a good peeling, feeling. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, hey, uh-huh. hey. Um, and don't slip up. Hey, mm. hey. keep them rolling, <laughs> keep them rolling. Um, we got Phillies. We got a world. We got a World Series ready to start. You took it right out of my mouth. Already. <laughs> Already. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get a game until Friday, but the stage is set. I don't like it. I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't like the way it got set up, but it is what it is. And, and Houston, Houston Astros are good. I don't care what anybody says. It's the Phillies versus Cheater Astros. Got it. Yep. 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 Absolutely. 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 And the the philly fans are extremely excited i mean they get an injection not only is their football team six and oh but their baseball team slipped into the playoffs and now they're in the world series um so they get baseball friday saturday sunday they get football monday they get baseball tuesday they get baseball wednesday they get baseball and then I'm not sure if they have, if the Eagles have that. That would be crazy, right? If the Eagles had that next Thursday game. That'd be wild. So that's, we're looking. Philly's got the juice. It's it's funny how it. it the Eagles have that next like Thursday that. game. Get out of here. No, the Eagles have that next Thursday game. So Philadelphia gets. If the, if it stretches to a seven game series, Philadelphia gets nine straight days of watching their team play. Nine days of watching their team play. It can't. I mean, and that's not even throwing in the fact that the the seventy sixers and. The Flyers just started as well, but they get they get nine straight days to watch World Series and possibly their undefeated Eagles as long as they keep winning. And man, it's got to be a good time to be in Philly. I, How does it work out that the cities end up getting these clusters of championships? Together, <laughs> right? Bro, ever since we started the juice. From COVID with LA, and then it was Georgia, and now it's Philly. Yeah, it's crazy man. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy man. Yeah, it's the the cluster the championships together. You know, Tampa Bay for a bunch of years were winning. The, uh, well, they won football and baseball and NH- baseball. And NHL. Oh, Tampa too. I'm sorry, Tampa too. Yeah, yeah. Tampa. Tampa was before yeah. uh, Atlanta. <clears throat> so now Philly's gonna win. Well, the chance to they're in the World Series, that they're the only undefeated team left in football. Yeah, we got the Seventy Sixers who are predicted to be one of the top teams in the league. I don't know much about the Flyers yet. We need to bring our our NHL guy on and give us some insight. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's still early in the season. You know, hockey's oh, yeah. got got a lot of games like uh, basketball and baseball. So, yeah, got some time to see who's. We need to get our hockey guy on here like three times throughout the season and then like once right before the playoffs. I'll, I'll reach out to him. I know he's uh he's busy in law school right now. I'm going to check out what their power ranking is right now, see if they got a chance. The hockey power rankings? Yeah. Well, they're inside the top 15. And like you said, like Kel said, it's a uh, long, long season. Uh, they had a little. They had a little run in the. Did they have a little run in the? Okay, so they're ranked. 
All right, so, eh, we'll see. Yeah. Trying to. We're still we're still about one month away from the World Cup starting in Qatar. But man, big news. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. Rory defended his championship up in uh South Carolina. Um Yes he did. And and just like that, I was looking at the rankings, and just like that, boom, he's up in the top ten now. So yep. early in the season, as as the big names come in and do really well in these tournaments, they're going to jump straight up to the top twenty-five, top ten, and uh, then as they keep playing more, it's they're just going to go from there. But man, let me tell you yeah. guys, did did I happen to send? The video of Taylor Pierce's MMA fight this week to either of you guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we saw. Okay. I saw it. You saw it, man. So he goes down to stellar fights. In his corner, his uh, corner for the fight was Wells, UFC fighter. Was cornering my brother for his fight, so he's he's already got the UFC standing behind the cage for him, and he goes out there. And we had had some talks, and he said he had some similar talks to a bunch of guys. And man, once the fight started, he went took the guy down, and once he took the guy down, he locked in an arm. And he just went for an arm bar as hard and fast as he could. I've probably already talked longer than the fight was. He got the guy to tap out in 40 seconds. Fastest tap out, fastest fight of the night. It was the big splash that he needed to show needed to prove that he could do it hopefully i'll be able to get him on the show maybe next week we'll see i mean he stays he stays committed and busy and he's usually training right now on monday mornings he just just and i mean 40 seconds he took the guy down in 40 seconds he probably doesn't need too much of a recovery i'm thinking it's no punches or anything. So he uh, turned it around and made a big splash. So that's uh, awesome going yeah, up congratulations, there. Congratulations, man. That was great. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah, congrats to Taylor, man. Fighting for uh, the Gracies up in Philly and Jack's Gym in Delaware, where he coaches and teaches as well. I mean, anybody out there can go. They can uh, look them up if you're in that area. You can take some lessons from them. And, uh, yeah, just follow him because he's he's on the right path to for this uh, for that type of employment. <laughs> Going yeah, to work. Get on, get, on, get on a big card. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, it, moving up every time, so... That's I just wanted to let everybody know that man, forty seconds. He just went in there and dominated, and uh, I knew he had so it in it, him. What's his, what's his overall record now? Overall record, you're gonna have to give me a second. Talk about something, and I can look it up real quick. Yeah, his uh, his main his his main martial art is jujitsu, correct? Yeah, his his main fighting style is jujitsu a lot of people that, have kept where, talking that's about that, that's where that arm bar a lot comes into play right yeah it does yeah that's gotta hurt oh yeah looked, for sure it, it for looked, sure it, it looked like you know the guy <clears throat> tapped out it looked like that hurt yeah i'm not exactly sure what the pressure is on your elbow 
Uh, yeah, your your elbow and your uh, your shoulder can sometimes slip out. Right. Or dislocate. Yeah. So they haven't updated it yet, but we know. Uh, we know. And now his record goes, his professional record goes to three to two. Three and two. Three wins, two losses. Prior to this, all four fights were all decisions. So, like I was saying, this was the, this is the type of splash he needed to show people. I mean, for, for fight after fight, people have been, he's, he stayed on his feet mostly, and people have talked about him like he's a striker, and he can strike. I mean, but they've been striker this, striker that. So it was it was good for him as well to be able to get that arm locked and uh, get a submission and show everybody, hey. I started in jiu-jitsu and wrestling, and this is, like, this is what I'm really good at. I'll, I can I can get you guys. <laughs> I can lock you up. So that was uh, huge for him to be able to do that. Speaking of submissions, man, Oliveira goes down. UFC 280. Shout out Islam Makachev. Okay. If I'm yeah. saying that right, new, new lightweight champ in the division after I think he was trying to contest it for his 11th or 12th time, Charles Oliveira was. All right, all right. Or yeah. beat the contestant, I mean. He he held it, so he wouldn't be the contester. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I really, I want to know what, was going through the guy's mind when Taylor walked up there and one of the fast-rising stars of the UFC is standing behind Taylor. Like, Jeremiah Wells is just standing behind him as his coach. <laughs> like, And that's what, like, the guys, the guys who have been there and the guys who are there, they all... They all believe in Taylor, so they all know what he's capable of. And he went out there and showed the rest of the community what he was capable of. But I mean, just just me knowing me, I would that would that would play a little bit of head games with me because I'd be like, man, this dude's this dude's rolling around with guys in the UFC already, so. I mean, but head games or not, he just charged in there and uh, got the win in 40 seconds. So that's uh, it's it's a good thing. <laughs> that's that quick money. <laughs> All right. What else is going on in the sports world? We got a football game tonight. We do. Oh, there is. There is mm -hmm. a football game tonight. Patriots, Bears. My shoe came untied real quick. Um, what's going on with the Patriots? Do we know anything about the quarterback situation right now? I don't believe Well, we that, know. Well, we know. What we know is... They could probably run the triple option and beat the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I got no faith in that team either. With Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones could be the triple option threat, and they would still probably beat the Bears. But I think if Mac Jones is ready, they're going to start him. And if something happens in warm-ups and he's not feeling right, then it's going to be zappy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to see more zappy. I Me think, too. I think the, the Bears are a perfect team for zappy to come out and put on another show. It's like, if, you, if you're not sure about them... 
being the quarterback for every game. I mean, I I just feel like, hey, get Zappy some reps in this game. It should be an easy game, like you're saying. You're not worried about him. So. No. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, Mac Jones has a rusty first half. Throw him in there the whole second half. Yeah. He's already proven he can win. Yeah, yeah. I'm, re- I'm just reading real quick that he's expected to return tonight. Yeah. He hasn't been cleared to return tonight yet. So they're going to see how everything moves around, but... I I grabbed, I'm not gonna lie. I grabbed Zappy in fantasy and stashed him on my bench to see see where he may take us. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's all you got for me, Jamie. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. I just not not an exciting game for me but i like i like what zappy's done it's fun to watch yeah i just never I, it won't matter i'll never be in, in the in the patriots <laughs> never right right all right so we got a little but bit of time left it is, it is it is football it is football tonight and i think that's about all we got on outside of some maybe some hockey some hockey basketball, some basketball maybe. let's take a look at yeah, there's Monday night sport lineup. There's some basketball on. Not sure which games to watch, which games not to watch. Actually, NBA TV. It looks like there's only a little bit of basketball on. There's basketball being played, but only a little bit on. Who the wins? Lakers ever gonna win a game? I mean, they'll win a game, but. Of course. A playoff game? I don't know about that. N- not so not so sure about that one. But who you guys got in the uh World Series? Mm. I got the Astros. Astros? Yeah. I mean, Glenn, you could pick for me. You know I refuse to pick them, so Phillies. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still on my hiatus. I'm I'm picking the Phillies I'll, too. I mean, I'm going to be rooting for the Phillies, but they yeah, think but you think. Yeah. yeah. Astros probably have a better roster as far as postseason goes with uh Verlander and them boys. That lineup is just they're dirty. They get you. Yeah. Yeah, and the starting pitching is tough, man. They they they're one and two. I mean, Verlander, what is he, like 40 years old, and he's just still a stud. One of the best to ever do in the postseason, that's for sure. He owns those New York Yankees. That's the big question. There we go. I like to just discuss that. What happens to the Yankees now? What's Aaron Judge do? We got Um, six minutes. Is he going to be a Met next year? Um, man, I, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time saying it, but I really have a hard time believing he's going to be a Yankee next year. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the problem is with all these reports that come out, I'm not hearing the Yankees name in any of them. I don't know if this is just people's opinions that he's not going to be a Yankee because, he turned down an extension already, but, I mean, he seems to like to play in New York. I mean, he's not – he's kind of a quiet guy. He, he does well there, obviously. He just broke the American League home run record. But, yeah, for I keep hearing Dodgers and Mets. Those are the two names – the two teams that get kicked around the most that I've heard. What up, Padres? 
I don't know if they have any more money to spend. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but it would be wild if, yeah, if they, I, if they I got mean, him. That would it, be a scary be, I, I mean, gauntlet. It's going to be Judge deciding whether he wants to just maintain a legacy as a New York Yankee, or if he decides he's one of those guys that chases the money. Because I, 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 because of the offer he turned down, I don't think the Yankees. Now that they lost the playoffs, he struck out twenty five times. Yeah. Um, you know that it isn't his fault by any. He's they're there because of him. But like, like I said, man, the fans and the owners and the people in charge, man, they make crazy decisions based on what have you done for me. Mm-hmm. And. I'm scared they're not going to give him the money and he's going to end up somewhere else, but I'm not rooting for that at all. I want Judge to be a Yankee forever. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure and, everybody. And if it, if it wasn't for the fact that there was, you know, 15 pitchers that went on the injured reserve list through the year, uh, the end of the year they lost out, you know, Carpenter, LeMayhew, you know, Rizzo was out for a while, Stanton was out for a while. They're playing two rookies uh, in the starting lineup going in the, in the postseason like look the Astros are good enough they're gonna beat that and when you strike out 40 something times in th- four games you're gonna lose <laughs> yeah I think it was 42 strikeouts there's a lot or no it's actually more than that they Where... had 31 and then 41 and then whatever it was last night I, so yeah it was probably like 50 something strikeouts Man, what's the team you would least like him to go to? The Mets. The Mets? but it's a good fit. (laughs) Oh, actually, the one team I would hate for him to go to the most, I mean, the Mets wouldn't be awful if he stayed in New York, but it'd be Boston. without. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. That's what I thought he was going to say first, really. Um. Yeah, I mean, what if he goes to? I think he's done. I don't think he's gonna come back. What if he goes? What if he goes to pulls a Kevin Durant and goes to the Astros or the Braves? Ooh, he'd he'd be nice in Atlanta, wouldn't he? No one's talking about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they have enough money. They don't. They've got loaded up on pitchers. Yeah, they've. They've got their roster kind of locked up in money, I think, the way that they've structured it to get as many people over there as possible thus far. Yeah, well, there's a lot of blame right now is going on Cashman and Boone in New York. Yeah. Well, who are you blaming? Everybody wants Jeter. Everybody wants Jeter back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, man, they dealt with a whole lot of injuries. You know, Boone, Boone was handed a tough um, schedule with all that happening. Yeah. And pitching injuries. Uh, what's the one thing I've continually stressed on about all this stuff the whole time, no matter what? When we talk about how good people are, like, man, if they can maintain without injuries, they're going to stay that good. Yeah, and uh... – that's the truth no matter what sport you're in, really, isn't it? Yeah. They you say they want Jeter and I I hear Jeter's trying to part ways with the Marlins. Pretty much has. Huh? He pretty much has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I gotta wait six months now to see my Yankees play. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul.
The viewpoints expressed in the it's preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its... The Bulldogs.